0: 50 feet beneath the streets, it's 36 feet long, it weighs over 2,000 pounds, and it's about to break out.
1: We're looking at the one who saw it. and it was big.
0: You said it was dark. Now, perhaps you're mistaken. You kept coming up with some garbage about alligators in the sewers. Alligators
1: in the sewers?
0: At first, no one believed it. Ah! Now, no one will forget it. Alligator.
2: Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin and Dave. Hello. 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 Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. No cat this week, just the fellas tonight.
1: Hi. (laughs) Thank you. you. I I think uh, I got lost in the sewers.
2: (laughs) You guys um, saw those long legs posters. I did. Yes. All four of them. Yeah. I love that. I love if, if you've got a horror movie coming out that already has some buzz, already has some expectation because of the names attached.
3: You're a big poster guy?
2: Yeah. And don't come out with one poster. Come out with four posters. They're four essentially totally the same different...
3: poster. What's that? They're like the same poster.
2: Oh, they're four different. No, four,
1: they're different. Well, it's four different scenes. It's the same font, I suppose. It's just the same font.
3: Okay.
2: There's the nun and then there's the woman on the ground with a knife and then there's the house. I guess I didn't pay that. They no, all very attention. stark and
1: art <laughs> well, things. Like I am expecting a lot from this. It looks very mysterious.
2: Yeah, that's what I like about the four different posters, and none of them really they're just I kinda in,
3: you know, Black Coat's daughter, Gretel and Hansel, like Yeah, I'm I didn't interesting realize interesting to that. see what this guy's got next.
2: Yeah, Osgood
3: Perkins, son yeah. of
2: Anthony. I didn't realize he wrote and directed Long Legs. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I, I did find out that a little bit about the story, uh, Micah Monroe is an FBI agent tracking a serial killer, and I believe Nick Cage is the serial killer.
3: I woke up today to a bunch of news.
2: Yeah, what do you got?
3: Uh, apparently they're doing a, a potentially a legacy sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yep. And uh, bringing back, um, hopefully, Jennifer Love Hewitt said she would do it. Freddie Prince Jr., the Freddie rumor is, is he's in asking the conversation. for like a lot of money but even Sarah Michelle Gellar somehow. But uh, yeah, I'm here for that. Uh, Scream 7, they're supposed to be announcing a new director.
2: Oh, okay. So
3: Spyglass is like, I guess they, when everything fell apart um, with the cast and director, they just sort of like scrapped everything and they're like trying to kind of start fresh. The only thing they've said is that the director that they're in talks with is the director of a 2009 cult classic horror film. (laughs) So I went down a rabbit hole of 2009 films that came out, and could it be Diablo Cody of Jennifer's Body? Because she's also been back in the press talking about how she wants to do a sequel Sequel to Jennifer's Jennifer's Body. Body. Yeah. And that that movie has, like, massively been reappraised since its initial theatrical release.
1: You know. I, I think that, like, back in the day, Trent used to get annoyed when we'd bring up uh, Sam Raimi and Peter Jackson. It was Peter Because just- we'd bring them <laughs> up, like, every episode. I feel like we legit talk about Scream and its potential cancellations and now it's That's back and someone news. else is doing it. Every week, this is a constant <laughs> thing in the you news. Mad? You mad, bro? I'm not, but it's a... <laughs>
3: you they're always mad. they're know, really trying to hold on to this legacy. I know.
2: I, I think it, it should just... It's enough already, in my if opinion. If they can't but
3: finish yeah. a, a trilogy with the core four, then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's money to be made. Life there goes on. There's going to be, be more made, screen movies. Yeah, there you okay. go. What else? Uh, Black Phone 2 going to be filming in June. I'm excited about that. Derrickson's back. Ethan Hawke's back. Really, I don't think they've announced too much else about the casting, but I'm excited about that one. And I already uh, gave it away the Diablo Cody, Jennifer's Body sequel. I would love to see a sequel to that movie. Bring back Safe Read, bring back Megan Fox. Like, let's do it.
2: Did you see that 28 years later landed with Sony?
3: Interesting. Fox did the first two. I don't know. Well, the first one was probably independent. Fox probably picked it up for like state side, but Fox did this, did 28 weeks.
2: And Cillian Murphy has signed on as executive producer and maybe actor that's not confirmed, but he is confirmed for exec producer. So that's cool.
1: Um, I had seen last night, I started watching the new True Detective on HBO, which oh, is yeah. not horror, but the new season is directed by Issa Lopez, who we talked about, uh, I guess, since she made... Tigers Are Not Afraid.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Very good.
1: She's been in the works uh, with Guillermo del Toro on a movie, and she's doing this HBO series. It's already very well established, and that was her first feature, and she just came out the gates and is slaying it out there in the real world or whatever. (laughs) Outside of horror, so that's always good to see.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit tempted to check out the new season of True Detective. It sounds like it's going in a horror direction.
1: It's a little supernatural. I started not, it last night. Yeah, because yeah,
2: they, have, no, they haven't now they have put it all out, right? You can't binge it. They're putting it out. Weekly, They're doling yeah. it out one week oh, at a time. I hate that. That sounds
3: cool. I actually was HBO just listening way. to some people talk about yeah, that. Yeah, HBO is podcast. to do weekly. I, I love like the first season of True Detective. I think as a horror fan... Um, the ending is a little anticlimactic if you're like super into horror uh, and like serial killer type stuff I could not get through season two never finished it and then that caused me to not watch season three but I'm pumped for this because like Dave saying supernatural everything that I've sort of read on it has like an X-Files like lost type vibe I'm here for that
2: Cohen brothers are reuniting for a, a quote-unquote true horror movie a bloody they've said that this is not speculation they're doing it they're getting back together and they said that it's going to be uh, a bloody a, a pure a, the quote was a pure horror film and it would be bloody that's really exciting to me yeah, i haven't seen is. a coen brothers movie in a long time um they've made too many i think for me to, to keep up with eventually i just fell off but uh i would definitely be back for that same you guys see anything this week
1: Birth, rebirth on Shudder. Yeah, I'm interested. How was it? Back to form, maybe here, (laughs) or back in my good graces, anyway. I was looking at Suitable Flesh and Birth, Rebirth. Decider on that one was Colin Christians had talked about Birth, Rebirth. Right. So, yeah, I watched it last night. It was great. It's uh, one of the kind of like artsier Shudder things, like Resurrection. Or, like, uh, what was that Southern Gothic? Uh, j- what ju- Josiah saw. Ju- yeah. Love that one. So it's more in line with that kind okay. of stuff. Watcher, just serious and, and pretty scary. Great.
3: I went to the Shutterwell as well and just randomly picked Mastema.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: You
3: mentioned that I've because never I heard saw of that. that it was no French. So I'm like, all right, we haven't, There's we haven't been to France in a while. Like yeah. Maybe I land on something that I'll bring to the show. And just totally by coincidence, it's super uh, perfect to watch. So close to cure. There's like a whole hypnosis like angle to it. Right. right. Um, it's good. It is uh, too kitchen sink. So yeah. it's they try to throw in too many things, and also it's like constant uh, plot reveal. To the point where, like, there's so much happening that by the end of it, you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, But it's good. It's well-directed. It's well-acted. But, yeah, it's an interesting interesting take on um, a little bit uh, theological, a little bit, like, modern scientific methods of, you know, doctoring and psychology and all that. But I don't know if I'd recommend it. I think I was just lucky to catch it after Cure, and that kept my attention. But, uh, yeah, it's a little, little messy.
2: I finally started going through Adrian Toffey's recommendations for lesser seen found footage. Our friend Adrian, the writer and director of "Be My Cat," one of the greatest found footage movies of all time.
1: Just we rewatched it here in the
2: studio. This oh, really? Week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I he he has um, he's published a couple times a list of lesser seen found footage, a lot of international and indie stuff. So I finally started going through that, and I watched a movie called Exhibit A from 2007. It's about a family. It's like a disintegration of the family and the daughter is an aspiring filmographer, photographer, so she's videotaping everything. And then uh, I watched one from 2020 called M.O.M. Mother of Monsters. You guys heard oh, of that I've, one? I've
3: skipped over that one a few times. Yeah. Like, uh, like on streaming, just yeah, like sort of...
2: It. It's really interesting. They're both really good. The Mothers of Monsters I think kind of violates some of the found footage rules. I'd be interested to hear Adrian talk about it since he said it's one of his favorites, but... She is videotaping her son. She, she, it's about a single mom who thinks her son might be a school shooter. And so she starts taping him. And by the end of the movie, she's got cameras in every single room of the house and everywhere. And it's also working in, like, his friend's phone cameras and security footage. And so there's so many cameras. By the end of the movie, it's almost like, why didn't you just make a narrative feature? Why? why even you know why do found footage usually you're talking about one or two cameras in a found footage movie um but it was really good they were both really good but really both of them uh i think i liked like to exhibit a, a little more but both of them so far if adrian holds these in high regard i just it makes me love be my cat that much more because be my cat is way way better than either of these two movies it's not even it's honestly not close yeah. and i'm uh-huh. even more impressed adrian is out there by himself, doing this stuff, watching these movies, and made something so much better than those. Um, so I'm going to keep going.
1: And, uh, we'll and he's being a good sport. and he's out there championing them. He was like, yes, shouting out movies I thought was lesser. Yes, than exactly. That on the on the show. Yeah, yeah.
2: This week, it's Kevin Sewer Week. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty
3: Sewer Week. I did not name my own week. That was you guys.
1: Sewer. Doesn't have any money. It was in the it was in the sewer all, the whole week. <laughs> it was. I think it was, it was supposed yeah. to be
2: like Nature Attack week or I just creature you guys feature put, week. You
3: guys put me in a position. You had to go to the. 80s. <clears throat> There's some jealousy from from you guys. <laughs> yes. You guys forced me into just taking us back to the 80s, wiping, cleansing our palate. This is my. You cleanse your palate in the sewer week. Yeah,
2: you you said that we did two art. Art, mo- art weeks in a row. Two arty weeks in a row.
3: I mean, they were just heavy weeks. It was they were you heavy know, weeks, in, that's in true. minutes true. watched. Yes, in, in both thoughtfulness. And All
2: right, we're let's start... just
3: let's just watch some bullshit eighties monster yeah, flicks.
2: Yeah, no, perfect timing. I, I was very excited to watch both of these. I'm going to start with a film from 1980 called Alligator.
0: A baby alligator is flushed into the sewers. It survives for years, undetected by feasting on dead animals that were exposed to growth formulas and unwary humans who have ventured into the sewers. After 12 years of non-stop eating, the young alligator has transformed into a monstrous 36-foot-long creature with an insatiable appetite. Now it's up to a world-weary detective and a herptologist to stop the beast from going on a rampage.
3: All right, our friend Louis Teague, we've gone to this well before also, and this is like horror royalty. I did not realize I picked Alligator simply because I remember not this movie, but I remember thinking about this movie because I was one of those stupid kids that thought that there were actually alligators in like the sewers of New York.
2: Everybody thought that. I that bought was into the, take the urban away. legend. That's yeah. the takeaway. Yeah.
3: And I don't think I'd ever actually seen Alligator. (laughs) I just firmly believed, holy shit, guys, there are giant alligators in the city.
2: Right. In the city, they they flush them down the toilet when they're young, and then they're down there.
3: Yeah. I mean, who (laughs) knows? So, uh, written by John Sayers. Sayers. I mean, we've covered a ton of movies that these guys have been involved in. Uh, And Robert Forster, probably the most recognizable actor, but this movie is just chock full of character actors from this era. I'm not going to name them all. You just you you watch this movie, and you're constantly surprised by how many people you recognize. But it is exactly what it sounds like. It is baby alligator given as a pet. Dad flushes it down the toilet. We cut to twelve years later. The alligator is now gigantic and is eating things in the sewers. It has everything that you need from an 80s horror movie. It has cops. It's got weird experiments, the toxic sludge. Uh. But in this time, it's like growth hormones on uh, illegal, uh, illegally obtained animals. It's actually a little bit more clever than I anticipated. This is a really good script, and it's really well acted. Uh, and it's got like some like Toho monster vibes that I was not expecting. Uh, Where you get, when they finally reveal the alligator, because for like half the movie, it's very like, we're just going to show you like POV alligator shots and like a little bit of the body. When the alligator reveals itself, it gets very like Godzilla, like King Kong type effects. And I'm here for that. Like normally we might be like, well, the effects don't quite hold up, but it's super, it's great. Yeah, Uh, like a small alligator on a model a table
2: with a model. Yeah, they go of the model There's route. A couple of those. Yeah. They
3: they do like we're gonna show you a close-up of the tail hitting somebody, and it's clearly just like a giant piece of rubber that some dude's yeah. like swinging yeah. behind the scenes. A little bit disappointed in the gore on Alligator. Yeah. It was not Same. the other film that we're gonna talk about fucking slays oh, yeah. that aspect. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little bit bummed out. Uh, and then it's got like all like your typical 80s like uh Social commentary, like the media is bad. Wild, the, everyone's trying to hold the cops down. It's got like the corrupt chief, uh, corrupt mayor. It's pharmaceutical, all of those. the medical. It's yeah. all about
2: the pharmaceutical medical guys. Exactly.
3: Yeah. 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 They're paying everyone off. Like, wow. Experimentations. All of that. Uh, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I loved this one. It was just fun to honestly sit back and be like, all right, I got like 80 something minutes here. I know I'm going to see a giant alligator.
0: And yeah, that's it. Alligator. Let's talk about it. What a film. In all seriousness, I really (laughs) loved this movie. Uh, Right off the bat, we are met with the most warranted um, alligator death in all of movie history, I think. Because you got this shitty dude who's stealing people's pets and given them to labs to get tested on and murdered. Um, He gets it right in the sewer. Loved that. Then you've just got these great characters. It was enthralling, honestly. The dialogue itself is, is hilarious. I loved it. It's like campy. And the acting. I mean, that main actor guy who we've all seen in like other stuff probably. Great. He's great. I could watch him fight alligators and have police flashbacks all day. You've got a lot of blood. The practical effects of this alligator, I tell you what, the wedding scene alone could have been the whole film. And I would have been just so pleased with it. You've got these rich people just getting tossed back and forth and and to and fro. You got this big Alligator tail whipping around. This is, I feel like, the time when we really see the size of this alligator just annihilate this whole wedding. I could only wish that my wedding is as eventful as Lake Placid over here because that was just, it was a real hoot and You know, you come full circle with the alligator professor, the herptologist. Uh, it's her alligator, you know, her shitty dad flushed it right down that toilet. And then she's there to, you know, teach everyone the ways of the gator and the reptiles and just, you know, bring it all together. And I just thought it was a great film. I watched it a couple times. So, yeah, this is, this is a great week. I love this week. I love this movie. I had
1: seen it before. I saw it in the backseat of my parents' car <laughs> at the drive-in. Wow, really? Yeah, it was at the drive-in. And I, the two movies I remember from this whole era uh, of going to the drive-in with my parents, very little, uh, I would be six when this dropped, was uh, the one where the guy goes into the, the meat grinder. Uh, what is it? The Exterminator. I, I remember the Exterminator, and I remember oh, Alligator.
2: Yeah. yeah, okay, yes. You mentioned the Exterminator. Yeah. And,
1: and Alligator, the toilet is the takeaway for me. It always has been. And that's what I was remembering. It's like, oh yeah, the toilet, the swirling down, you get the POV of the pet um, <laughs> getting it down the <laughs> toilet. Um, yeah, technically pet gets which it. Which ab- remind me to talk about gerbils. Um, the more I thought about this movie, I kept thinking about all the missed opportunities mm. that could have been. Uh, one of which is a to- uh, alligator coming back up through the toilet, maybe not fully matured or just busting through like Kool-Aid man, that would be cool too. Um and the great the scene. whole baby gator child wraparound story that we were talking about, I thought that would be um it would be really cheesy now that I think of it, but I was expecting it so much that she would just be like, Ramon, it's me.
2: Yeah, me you know? too.
1: And and yeah. then the alligator would have some sort of like cognizant like yeah. look and all of a sudden, you know he's I did like that he was not sentient and like vengeful. all he wanted was he eat. was he had an insatiable appetite, yeah right he was just hungry and uh, and the other the other potential uh, that I would wanted to see is like the skull island universe under the sewers because you know the lab is putting all these hormones in the stuff and it's making everything big. And and very hungry. So like you could have done some bugs. I mean, slugs could have even been involved. But once you got down in the sewer, when they found the first Lhasa Apso, or whatever it was, or Shih Tzu, I thought that, wow, there's going to be other big animals in this. And even in the lab, they didn't show any of these big animals that they were talking about making. Right. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that makes me like the movie more, because... I could make five trillion sequels with this concept, and it it doesn't. To me, it does not rip off Jaws as much as some of the other movies like this, the other creature movies. But I loved Alligator, um, and it's really resonated with me this week.
2: Well, you're really um, you're making a lot of sense when you talk about the toilet because there's that scene where the alligator comes up through the sidewalk, right? And it's so absurd.
1: Do that, but with the toilet. Right. That would have been yeah. amazing. Some old lady like with her hair and curlers,
3: like, ah!
2: Yeah. And, and or, I, the same,
3: or the same toilet.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah. too, thought that since you find out pretty early on that this alligator is the very same alligator, that... The lizard special, the lizard lady, as they call it.
3: Yeah, she's but, a little girl. She grows up to be a lizard special. It's, it's Ramon,
2: yeah, right. the same alligator that her dad flushed down the toilet. I was expecting at some point she's going to realize it's Ramon. And maybe, maybe there'll be a, yeah, you know, right. uh, or at least there'll be some recognition.
1: Oh my God, it's Ramon. If there wasn't even a never, pause and a twinkle happened. in the eye or anything like that. She no. never recognized him at all. So I
2: was waiting for that. Th- this one for me suffered from having just seen Razorback.
1: I thought that I mean, too.
2: I, that's Fair. the new gold standard for, for creature feature Jaws off <laughs> to me. That movie just blew me away. It was so incredibly good. So I kind of went into this like, oh, this is going to be Razorback. But, you know, with an alligator, nah, this is no Razorback, I would say. I also think, as far as Louis Teague, he also made Cujo. And we just revisited that movie, I think, in the past year. And that blew me away. And that's mm-hmm. a creature feature. Cujo is just the yeah. same thing, except with the family dog. And that movie is way better. Now, this is earlier. Just, this is not Teague's first feature. He did, like, Lady in Red. and
3: This is 80, right on the nose.
2: See, so he did something before this, I think. But um, he would get better, I think, as a director. And we talked about Cat's Eye. Um, so I was a little disappointed with that. I, I thought this was um, – I, I thought it was kind of like Josh, though, in that both of the movies this week I thought it was a little weird. They're like gr- grown-ass man movies. They're all every main character is like some old guy, some middle aged guy. There's yeah. no, there's no final girl. There's no troubled teen boy. There's no gang of kids that try to I mean, that figure was it out.
1: Indiana Jones and Remo Williams. And yeah, Buckaroo yeah, or and even Jaws. Where there's no
2: kids, so I thought that was a little different for an eighties horror movie. But that's consistent with Jaws, same kind of thing. So I thought the creature, the, the alligator itself, was funny, and you didn't see a lot of it. You saw enough of it. Probably more than you saw of the boar in, in Razorback. But the thing about – to me, the thing about the alligator in this, and maybe because it's so big, but I, an alligator attack, in, in my understanding from what I know, is a fairly violent thing. They They yes. do the death roll. You know they do the shaking. They do, you know they do a lot of stuff, but this thing, this giant thing, can just only kind of maw. It just kind of like moves its mouth. It just kind of It Doesn't really do anything to them. So it was n- a little bit less than exciting. Like at the end, it's all about the end. To me, that big, the finale scene when he disrupts the party of the medical company and all the bad guys. Yes,
1: <laughs> and that's pretty
2: great. But still, he's just sort of chewing. He's not really doing well. Away.
1: He's whipping the tail.
2: <laughs> yeah, tail whips. Hey, that, great, that, two-beat. Great. This is a great two-beat. Just put it on. Yeah. Freebie commercials, no problem.
3: The, t- the tail, that whole end sequence brought me right back to one of the greatest music videos of all time, and that's Guns N' Roses' November Rain. <laughs>
1: yeah, it Which would have been much better if an alligator had been eating everyone. Instead
3: of Axl Rose.
1: <laughs> I thought that that scene took the movie to another level. The fact that there, as soon as they were like, they're headed to the mansion, and then they cut to the mansion, and it's a wedding.
3: (laughs) It's like, oh my God. And everybody that you want to get it is there, just happens to be there.
2: Yeah, Uh, you know, when this first started, I thought, it was going to be because you start with the um the animal the dog experiments they're just experimenting on domesticated dogs stealing them they're they're dog napping them from around the neighborhood and um and then they just do the experiments and then they're throwing them in the sewer and all this and they talk about how they well we cut the voice box out when they come in here so they can't bark it's so cruel and then with with flushing the alligator i thought this was going to be some kind of real statement on the commerce of pets and the disposability of pets and i was thinking this movie is gonna make some sort of statement about that but then it just drops that entirely and it's um a little to me this is like more almost
3: more of a a cop movie it's more about it's way more about cops it's more about
2: robert forster than anything oh it's totally robert forster
3: and like that's the, the he provides a comedic element that i was not expecting not necessary in my opinion I liked it. I mean, it was so understated and just, like, legitimately, like, this guy does not give a fuck. Like, how... I mean... There, he's is, just, he's there so is a deadpan. woman in this. I mean, you know, the little girl who had the alligator flesh grows up. She's a big scientist Robin of Riker. these animals. Right. And then they somehow... I mean, I think they were forcing the romantic connection there pretty hard. It's very
2: uh, May-December, <laughs> let's let's say. It's a very... Yeah, yeah, it's quite a gap.
1: <laughs> All the courtship this week is really weird. <laughs> like this era. Like the, the romantic courtships are really awkward and weird. At least in Slugs, they're
2: within 10 years of each other age-wise. <laughs> this one, Ian Forster already seems
3: like he's getting up there. In his
1: I life. know. He looks old in this, even. And he looks like the same age, almost, as he did yeah, he, in like recent 20 movies. years
3: later, Jackie Brown. When was Jackie Jack- Brown? Like, 97? or That was, like, mid-late 90s, right? And he's exactly yeah. the same as he is, besides for he doesn't listen to the Delphonics or whatever.
1: But he's exactly the same character as he is.
2: This is a great scene. And it's also very funny... How slow the alligator approaches the kids. They they have all the time in the world to run away. I think alligators are faster than that. The,
1: the cop <laughs> it's just basically suicides himself by diving out of the window, Dukes a hazard style,
3: so poorly. And also, doesn't he have a gun? He's a cop. Right. That whole scene I was waiting for him to reach for his gun to get like the obligatory large animal is impervious to bullets scene. But he just lays there and, like, to your point, Trent, like, the alligator ca- kind of comes up and, like, maws on his yeah. ankle. Like, gotcha. <laughs> <Shared>. <laughs> I, I'm kind of talking myself
1: out of this one. Now, I hate this movie.
3: Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking
1: the, the beginning scene, how lightly did they take that first alligator attack?
3: It was very... Allegedly, that's Kane Hodder's first or second appearance ever in a movie, and he's wow. uncredited. Oh, but he's supposed to be the guy. He's the in alligator the wrestler
2: in the opening. Yeah, I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room here. Alligator. It's not the alligator; it's the eyebrows. What, what? What is the police chief? The eyebrows? You guys
1: didn't that drive you crazy the whole movie? No, nope. yeah, I wouldn't say it's the elephant in the room. Maybe you didn't, you caterpillars guys, caterpillars in the room. Yeah,
2: the caterpillars. <laughs> in the room. That was insane, and, and that his acting style is so. Oh, it's so over the top and it's so bizarre he he was like necrophile style he just yeah, yeah. <laughs> was yelling every line he just yells every line and he has those incredible eyebrows it's they were true. bigger than the slugs and slugs i
3: thought you were going to talk about brock the oh the, the big, big, big hunter. gator hunter guy that they call in to like oh, take yeah. over everything that guy got it so fast that i was like what like why even he, bother like I it was enjoyed- like, almost like this movie's not manly enough
1: I enjoyed him getting mowed, yeah, but like that style of death because they just show his body they they cut to it a couple times, and yeah. each time his body's a little further inside. <laughs> but I do agree with the the no spinning because when it first started death roll. you get that uh, toilet flush scene. I would love to see the POV of the gator spinning someone
3: Ooh, to death,
1: yeah. you know what I mean? Um, this was a small
2: under two million dollar budget. It was like a uh, million seven hundred and fifty thousand something like that. Made nine million dollars or somewhere around there. No, made six million dollars. Over six million. Yes. I'm surprised. Well, there was a sequel. Did anybody watch Alligator Two: The Mutation? I had
3: it on uh, just in the background I saw earlier. Some scenes. D. Yeah. Wallace. So speaking of Cujo, D. Wallace is in, in, that, in the sequel. Right. It looked really bad. I kept. I wasn't paying attention to get just on in the background, but I kept looking over, waiting to see an alligator. Or to see anything, and I just kept seeing like super cliche like eighties scenes.
1: I I have a confession. I forgot to admit to watching something. I started watching the uh oh, what is what is the movie uh, Jeepers Creepers the <laughs> new one? Oh, it's so oh, bad. Oh, the
3: new one. D Wallace is in it. I did. Yeah, in the <laughs> she's in, in the opening. She's in, in, in the cold, cold open. Yeah. It's, huh. I, I did not admit that that's something that I've watched <laughs> in the last like few weeks because it is it is so bad. Like I can't believe how I mean nothing to do with like Silva uh or anything like that. It was it was touted as like like a a reboot of the franchise or something. It's really bad.
2: Brian Cranston was a special effects assistant on this, I believe, his first job on a big film production. Mix he was oh. mixing alligator blood.
3: Yeah, he things. peaked real early. He yeah, peaked
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, both of these movies were making me long for physical media a little bit because they've both had recent Blu-ray releases and there's one with, with a, a whole interview with Brian Cranston about working on this set and how much Lewis Teague influenced him. Now, Teague was a um, Corman guy, too. He'd come up yeah. with Roger Corman, so there was uh, a lot of connections with this movie. Uh,
1: so, on... Oh, you, you said
2: to scale. you said uh, remind you of about gerbils. gerbils. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> can't wait. I, can't. I saw I saw on the, no saw on the internet go.
1: recently that gerbils hibernate in the winter, or huh. when they get cold, and maybe not just when they get cold. I don't. know. Anyway, the point is, a lot there's a state that gerbils go into that is like death, where their breath is very very faint and they're so small that it seems like they're not breathing, and their heartbeat becomes inaudible to a human ear. So a lot of people flush gerbils down the toilet or Thinking bury them, them, especially in like northeastern cold areas like where we live. I didn't know if any of you guys maybe ever flushed any animal down the toilet.
2: I don't know if there were flushings. I mean, I certainly ran through some gerbils and some hamsters and <laughs> some guinea pigs and some <laughs> like, lizards. Oh, you
1: pooped them out. Growing up, yeah. They, they were, uh, I ate didn't them. The I didn't
2: let a, 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 we ate everything. We didn't let anything go to waste We ate the head, the eyes, the head cheese, everything
3: I never had any of those uh, As a kid, I never had any of those Like, I guess, starter pets (laughs) When you're like, I want a dog And they're like, oh, here's a hamster (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how long
2: it lasts (laughs) I never had any of that Yeah (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, those critics, man Sometimes they just don't get what you're doing (laughs) should yeah. see our text <laughs> <bed>. We <We've laughs> ripped, ripped
3: your ass that apart about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next movie for uh, apparently my sewer week. We'll uh, just speed it up a little bit to 1988 and go with Awan Piquer Simons, Slugs, or Slugs, the movie.
0: People are dying mysteriously and gruesomely, and nobody has a clue what the cause is. Only health worker Mike Brady has a possible solution, but his theory of killer carnivorous slugs is laughed at by the authorities. Only when the body count begins to rise and a slug expert from England begins snooping around does it begin to look like Mike had the right idea after all.
3: This is uh, the exact same film. I don't really have to set this up. It's a smaller town. It's not in a big city, so that's one of the differentiators. I think it's toxic waste or a nuclear power toxic waste dump, yeah. That uh, creates this, but it's exactly what it sounds like: slugs uh, turn mutated and start eating people. Instead of Robert Forster as the cop, you have the world's busiest health inspector and the (laughs) world's busiest like waste management manager of this like uh, little town. It's also so Simon did pieces that we've talked about. And very similarly to Pieces, which we covered in the episode, this is like half English and half Spanish cast. Right, right. And he also filmed it in Spain and in the States. And so you have like these really bizarre uh, scenes where you can tell that some people are in one location, some people are in others. Um, But unlike Alligator, this is incredibly poorly acted in my opinion. The dialogue is absolutely ridiculous. However, Slugs is better than Alligator. This movie is Mm, like fucking Cronenbergian. Yeah. Like, this is is like super body horror. It's got wild special effects and death scenes, uh, everything you want. So, as we talk about these movies a lot, where you just kind of like skip ahead scene by scene to get to like the next death scene. And this movie gets increasingly more hilarious because, like, you're constantly in the back of your mind wondering, well, if if you can run away from a giant alligator, how the fuck are these little slugs going to <laughs> eat a whole bunch of people in this movie? Yet you're con- consistently bought in to, like, this ridiculous premise. Um, so I, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed this, despite uh, the really disjointed script and just, again don't go into this thinking you're going to see even like one passable moment of acting. However, right. this this movie holds up big time. In my opinion, this is one of my new uh, favorite 80s creature features.
0: All right. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, slugs, fucks. It's great. What more could you want? You've got the cutest little guys with their little chompy teeth (laughs) that i've ever seen you got boobs uh you got a lot of teenage sex uh going on you got a lot of blood a lot of fun stuff to look at really i've never thought of slugs in this way besides slither but slither was its own thing in that they were like alien whereas this one they're like toxic slugs they do have kind of an alien vibe because their, um, their little trails, their little snail trails uh, cause death on people. So it's like acidic or something. I thought this was a great watch, real fun. I was slightly confused by the the audio dubbing situation. I assume maybe this was a foreign film at one time and then they decided to dub over uh, with different dialogue. That part was a bit distracting, but then I was I was reeled right back in with the slugs. So I thought I thought this was fun. I had, I had a great time watching this one.
2: I loved slugs. Th- this is the pick of the week for me. Had a great I and I sat down. What you want to do? Get yourself a twelve-piece sushi sampler Ugh. from takeout. Okay. I sat down. And I, I thought maybe this isn't a great. I didn't really think about it until I was already underway and I had to eat these. Pieces of uh, whitefish and salmon and oh. uh, tuna while I watched slugs. Ugh. This is a great one. I was really surprised. This is uh, a step up, I would say, for um, for Juan Simon from from Pieces. And this is a great creature feature. I was very skeptical about how were slugs going to be scary. And at first I was like, oh, no, they're just going to be regular slugs, like northeastern garden variety slugs. No, they actually use, uh, they're called the black slugs. And these actually exist, just like they do in the movie. They're more in the Pacific Northwest in Canada, but they can grow up to almost six inches and they're pretty nasty, and I love the the mouth. There's a scene where a guy gets bitten by the slug, and it's, it's like so good. <laughs> the mouth is like the size of a small cat that you know bites right onto the guy's finger. I didn't think the acting was bad in this. It's I didn't bad, think so. It, it's not worse than Alligator. I mean, I know it's Robert Forster, and he's he's the shining light of that movie. But I don't think anyone else in that movie is any better than anyone in this movie. It's not great, but it's perfectly good enough for a to-be 80s. You know, this is 88. It felt earlier to me. When I was watching this, I felt like I was watching an earlier 80s movie. The special effects in this, like you said, Kevin, the practical effects are great. All the gore and the kills that you kind of miss in Alligator, you get in this and definitely i was thinking cronenberg shivers big time uh even slither night of the creeps you could draw i think you could do a whole film festival from shivers all the way through uh this movie would be in there also kind of like shivers i don't remember uh, if you remember when we uh we talked about Shivers and Rabid, two Cronenberg movies that were back-to-back released, mm, yeah. and they were very similar. That's kind of like, this is the version of that. These yeah. are This is the same movie. and the, And the only thing that I would hold against both movies is that they're really fun, and this is more fun to me. I like this one much more. They're really fun up to a certain point, but then at some point in the movie... It's just a bunch of guys with a map of the sewer, and they're just talking about what their plan is. Okay, we're going to drive the alligator to this. We're going to drive the slugs out this way. It's the exact same thing. And so it's just a lot of guys pointing at maps and getting dynamite together and deciding (laughs) what they're going to do. And then at that point, you know, like the tension is lost at that point. Yeah, You know exactly everything that's going to happen at that point. They're going to blow it up, and then there's going to be the ending. I loved both movies give you that is it over or isn't it? It's not. Maybe it's not over, both in the same exact way. A little alligator, a little slug. I mean, it's really funny to watch these together. Great pick. Yeah, really like this one.
1: I thought Michael Myers was slow.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sluggish, even. These
1: guys are slow killers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I expected because of that angle it to be a little goofier than it was, and it made me... Uh, the attempts at being like a, a good horror movie were... I, I admired that a lot. Uh, I do believe, though, that it was just landfill. It wasn't, like, nuclear waste or whatever, or
3: radiation. I think, I'm pretty or, sure I think it was toxic. Yeah, I it he he was toxic he
1: was like they built it on the old dump. It's an la- old landfill, like... I mean, that's not really, like, that big of a deal. They like, He was like, can you imagine the toxic gases that must be down there? And that's what oh, you get for exposition. Both, both like, movies
2: you hear about methane so many times. They both just keep talking about the methane in the
1: sewer. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that part of it was a little weird to me. Um, again, uh, missed opportunities. Um, the slugs in my yard are bigger than these guys. <laughs> I mean, slugs get huge. I hate slugs. They're I do so too. Gross. I, they're they're nasty and they're gross. I always try to get my dog to eat them. Um <laughs> oh. but <laughs> but uh, I didn't think the acting was that bad. I thought it was on par with with alligator. Again, we have the uh, well. This isn't really a. There's a lot of a lot of romance in this.
3: There's a lot of fake out sexy time scenes in this. Isn't this some yeah. pretty? I mean, you get some legit some ones. Pretty legit sexy time yeah. in this.
2: He's <laughs> really. <laughs> Going for it,
3: yeah. The the one
1: with the the sexy time ends in the uh, Ugh, the slug incredible scene. Yeah, that it, scene, it, I was so like, good.
2: wow, I am yeah. all in on this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The gore was very very good, top notch gore. Who did the the practical effects?
3: The IMDb page got people listed as effects and stuff like that. They didn't. It's one of those movies where the crew doesn't have a whole ton else in their filmography to speak of so i think this was just i mean again pieces has got some great you know effects but yeah i i I thought
1: this was like way mm. beyond that even like the um, yeah yeah there's like some body openings and
3: yeah eyes bursting i mean great great green the greenhouse or the yeah greenhouse scene so good. Slug in the Glove. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. whole <laughs> thing is just a comedy just, of errors. It error, starts huh? with
2: a paper cut. That's how yeah. they take you down. And then by the end, now you've got bookshelves are falling on you and you're, oh, you're chopping your own <laughs> hand you're off. your own hand
3: off. Now <laughs> like, the slugs have won. This escalated <laughs> so quickly. Well, the sexy time scene. That's like, I mean, there's hardcore nudity in that scene. But it's so
2: skillfully done, they both get up and you never see genital because of the way it's shot. I was like, wow, this guy's a master. Well, you got pretty big,
3: you got butthole for sure. Oh,
2: yeah, plenty of butthole. But
3: like the guy should have been able to get out of there. Like his, the fact that they both died in that scene. So like she gets up off the bed and she's done because now suddenly there's millions of slugs on the floor. all over the place. And he's like trying to get, like climb on the bed (laughs) to get out the window. Like there's no chance that that guy should have. Died, but it's, I mean, again, it's laughable, but also really well done. Yeah,
1: it's like that Austin Powers gag where the car's like really far away and he's like, No, yeah, and you know, and it, but they do it over and over again. Like, somehow, um, I don't know, this guy, the what is it, health inspector, like, really, yeah, he really, his furrowed brow and <laughs> his like, he puts <laughs> things together real quick and he kind of gets you caught up in the story. I feel like he's doing a lot of the Heavy lifting with the acting. Yeah,
2: there's almost too many municipal guys in this to keep track of. I, I it took me two watches to whore. keep track of all. The, well, you got the maintenance guy, and then you got well, you like, got the code guys coming in. Like and alligator, yeah. Like, city
3: hall whore, alligator. <laughs> like alligator. Yeah, you, you have the cop. You have the chief of police. You have like the, the mayor, mayor yeah. and you've got like the, the the CEO, the evil CEO. This one, yeah, health inspector, waste management. I even thought that like the alligator angle. Like, like our Marissa, the the lead actress there, being like a lizard expert, that wasn't too far of like a stretch.
1: Where the hell was Animal this one, Control?
3: You have a guy with yeah. like a horrible British movie. British accent that's like a slug expert or something.
2: <laughs> they recently laid off the Animal Control guy. Yeah, both yeah, both right. movies. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, at no time does anyone from Animal uh, Control show up. Also in this movie, speaking of missed opportunities, where's the salt? I know I It's uh, a killer slug movie Nobody at any point so We're going to back up The
1: truck full of salt We'll drive them out this way And then You know Dump truck full of salt Instead of exploding The whole city You would have just
2: Destroyed the
1: water Don't drink the water Don't drink the water For a month That and was so it. <laughs> funny
2: Every manhole in the city Is a massive explosion I know yeah. Wow I M-
1: Multiple houses That's car, one way to do it How many people one out of, uh, Unhinged health inspectors <laughs> like <laughs> The whole city.
3: Well, I thought what I was trying to get at is is you have the random like slug expert with a really bad mm. British accent.
1: Yeah, I feel like most of these '80s movies have jobs that don't exist actually, like especially in the science field.
3: You well, know, there's
1: there's
2: always a scientist nearby. Everybody knows. So just take this down to the scientists. They don't do anything, yeah, right? They Everybody just, knows. Yeah, yeah. They've got time to you look can't at even these make slugs. an appointment. Yeah, no, <laughs> you just try walk to see in. a
1: lawyer, you're, you're receptionist <laughs> and all this stuff. The scientists, you just walk in. Hey, check out this baggie of stuff. That's right. Run we it. think these slugs might be killing people. Do they ever eat meat? <laughs> Instant access to forensics.
3: <laughs> well, to your point, Trent, about like the length of the movie. And sort of like it gets a little bit tedious. There's also like when they're doing the whole like, well, we got to get a map of the sewers and we got to figure out a way to like fucking apparently blow up the entire city. Also, like the last like 20 minutes, it's like interspersed with a random party yeah. of high school kids. Yeah, because you have is, to get the
2: random killings in. Yeah, it's yeah. so
3: and it's just like some casual random sexual assault that, attempt at the end. I was yep. like, what is happening I thought that right was now? all
2: misplaced. Why wasn't that part
3: of the that build-up? poor girl.
2: Yeah, they just kind of yeah. stuffed in a couple extra kills at the end. I was like, why wasn't this? It just sequentially, it just didn't seem right. No,
3: and yeah. these kids are partying and joking about their friends that died. Because mm. like the sexy time scene, that's high school kids, which is probably problematic. But yeah, I thought that whole entire sequence was like re- you could have found a way. As creative as they were with the kills and over the top, you could have found a way without having to like add to the kill count. Uh, by, well, let's throw in like an 80s uh, high school party. One of his his close friends, Dave
1: Watson, who uh, loses his face at the restaurant, his reaction to his death was hardly, I mean, he hardly batted an eye. Uh, he's, you know, in the garden a second well, later. Well, that, that's why I'm
3: saying the dialogue is so bad. When the greenhouse, the old couple that die in that accident... Like the health inspector guy, Mike Brady, uh, runs home and his wife's there. And she's like, did you hear about like so-and-so and and -and so-and-so? Like their house blew up. He's like, they were such nice people. I know. Okay.
1: <laughs> How do you name a guy Mike Brady in the '80s? In... He's got curly brown hair. You name him Mike Brady? Like what the hell? That's so weird. It's a
3: Span- I mean, it's a Spanish production. Like you I'm know, know got a Spanish it... writer director. Yeah, maybe yeah, uh, Juan Simon wasn't familiar with. The There's just Brady so bunch. many good one-liners in this too. Like, uh, uh, like, well, teacher, like, wow, well, isn't it time to do your homework? Uh, there's some great like seductive scenes. It's like like one like one couple, the guy that his face ends up like exploding' yeah, he he's like a I salad know. with a slug in it. I know where I'm going with this. His wife, they get home, they're having all this like sexy talk and she's making a salad and then like all of a sudden it cuts to a scene and she just like comes in the living room, she's like, What do you think my problem is? Like, you think I'm a real bitch? And it's like, It's my drinking. And he's like, Well, <laughs> they have like this really disjointed conversation.
2: Like It's very weird. I loved the salad, though. There's a slug in the head of lettuce, and she chops up the lettuce, and in doing so, chops up the slug. But that just makes more slugs, and then the guy eats the salad for dinner, and then it's a slow burn.
3: Tummy ache that goes on for 20 minutes. Cronenberg
1: from there. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was really good.
1: Did she die? What happens to her? Like, she just disappears. I was surprised that this
2: was um, adapted from a novel.
1: I did too. Shocked. That's hilarious.
3: I was like, shocked. A
2: about novel that. about killer slugs? <laughs> yeah. It's called Slugs. That's why this is Slugs the Movie. I'm glad you brought that up. I bet. I yeah. wanted to say something 1982 about that. 1982 novel by Sean Hudson, who does a commentary track on one of the new Blu ray releases. Oh, wow. Well, he, he, he wrote a that.
3: sequel book.
2: Yes, he wrote a sequel book. Yes. So, like,
3: this movie didn't get a sequel. Right. But the guy, the author, wrote a. a follow-up to this breeding grounds from uh,
2: 85 i kind of
3: want to read i'm kind of curious to read a
2: novel about killer slugs i mean how do you i was thinking it's hard enough to make them scary in a movie but how do you it must be a slow book. i don't know, I, don't know. I mean not exactly a page turner
3: well i mean like the ruins That's one that, like, if you read the concepts, it sounds like, wow, killer flowers or whatever. But it's really, really well done. So I I can see it.
2: I thought the score in this was amazing. Music, the score and the music, I thought was great throughout. I, I thought I was it was so it. bad, like oh, ridiculously really? <laughs>
3: bad. So I, I thought the, the horror parts, I thought were really cool. Like there's a lot of like cool, cool instruments and like and noises yeah, that are intense. in like the horror part. But then it's like interspersed with like over the top, like 80s sitcom music <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, action. Like, and like, it's just some really, really <laughs> bad music. I, I, we're watching
2: the, to me, the funniest scene. You just missed it when the, the, maintenance the water um, wastewater guy is down in the sewer and he's got this poker and he's poking he's through one of the pipes and he's dragging out like carcasses of animals and stuff and at some point something grabs the poker and just pulls it back into the sewer <laughs> <laughs> he at the, slug. the slug just takes this poker and he doesn't even tell anyone he never mentions it they
1: have like mysterious you know powers maybe it is his fangs yeah I thought that it's no way a slug could have got his mouth around that thing what happened this could have culminated to some giant mother slug.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that, Slither, like yeah. you know,
3: going that route.
2: Yes, definitely a remake would. I'm surprised this has not been remade. Well, Slither, it's not. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. <laughs> I thought one missed opportunity in this one was the restaurant scene where the guy is the slugs are about to. Do their thing on this guy that's eating them unknowingly that was the perfect moment to have escargot on the table
1: oh what? yes how is there oh. no escargot
2: in that scene you have the waitress come over oh, i thought escargot, the, sir.
1: the very offended chef also would have there would have been some sort of escargot there <laughs> yeah, because yeah escargot is not on the menu it's not on the menu <laughs> right. i thought a slugs because it's not on the menu yeah, yeah or this maybe special is the view
2: maybe a joke after he's on the floor maybe someone says hope it wasn't the escargot yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. don't order the escargot (laughs) boom in our remake we'll have that in there okay i think we need to make a remake i think this week has brought something out of us a very critical side here with these creature movies i think we need to make our own creature movie what was his idea from before oh gerbils
3: like I'm just shocked at like both of you have these like very potent missed opportunity takes this week. This is a side of you I've yet to see. <laughs> where you're just really looking at these movies and being like, you it know, It doesn't what? mean
1: the movies are bad though. I no, I, I was joking I, before. Like, I yeah, think it's no, fantastic. Um, and and it's one of those movies where it's down points are also it's why it's great.
3: Yeah. But you yeah, when maybe? I'm like Saying the acting's bad, the dialogue and stuff like that, it actually made me really enjoy the movie.
1: Yeah, Slug is after you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's already ridiculous to you. start
3: with. Like, why would I want to sit through like some serious like actor like, you know, trying to do some serious conversation about like it made it made perfect sense to have a random scientist have a British accent in this movie. Like, and it's
1: terrifying to think that if, you know, slugs actually got some sort of hormone or whatever or, or toxic whatever that they would immediately try to go to the top of the food chain. Yeah. And immediately, immediately they, I mean, they start they're
2: taking slower. over. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even start with bunnies or the neighborhood pets or the anything. Groteeth. Right and to him. Well, oh. Both,
3: both movies. I miss gerbil opportunities. Speaking of
2: gerbils, no, this one doesn't. It has one of the greatest scenes, maybe a funnier scene than when the guy loses his sp- pipe poker but the scene when the slug goes after the hamster yeah. in the in the scientist lab the scientist is looking at the slugs and he takes his eyes off one of them and he's of a course cuz he's a scientist he's got a hamster right on his desk in a little cage and the <laughs> slug goes right in the cage goes right after the hamster and wraps itself around like a python and you see the poor hamster flopping around screaming i wondered you know how they achieved that? The you hamster. got more
3: of like the the roll kill in slugs than you did in alligators. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was a kind of a violent scene, and then it seemed like the the hamster recovered. But. I,
1: I, I prefer the deaths where something crazy has happened, and then the slugs just sitting there motionless, <laughs> like <he> just like <laughs> at the, some point gets really fast and the like trails. there's teeth there's poisonous trails well the bedroom
3: scene where there's just millions on the floor eating her all they they leave like they keep cutting away from her and cutting back and all they do is add slugs in really poorly colored blood Yeah, like so each cut back just has like a thousand more slugs and like some red paint added to like uh, the mix
2: yeah that first scene in the lake when the guy falls in and, and the slugs get him it, it bubble the blood bubbles up. It just looks like jello. It's the color of uh, strawberry jello. Doesn't look like blood at all. Yeah, it's it a
1: very did Jaws have to redeem piranha itself intro. after that cold open. I did not like that cold open.
3: No, it's pointless. I think it was like a Jaws, like piranha. Right. Like, Okay, this is what we got to do if we're doing like an eighties, you know, monster movie. Did anyone delve more into Simon's filmography? Because you did. I was like, wow, this guy did like Pieces, and then he comes out with this thing. Like, what else did he this th- he guy did do? He, he did a bunch of stuff
2: before Pieces too.
3: I watched The Rift, which yeah. came out a few years after 88? this. Now, this was 88. I think The Rift okay. was like 90 or 91. It was
2: a sea kind of going on the abyss Leviathan trend of yes, underwater exactly. horror. Yeah,
3: and submarine movies right. were like huge at the time, horror right. or not. Really bad. I mean, Arlie yeah. Ermy. I was I was excited. I saw that Ray <laughs> Wise is in it. I was like, wow, like, holy cow. What is this guy going to do? It's so, like, Arlie Ermy is literally just like, seems like he's reading a teleprompter. Yeah. And just like half-heartedly. Ray Wise is like not Ray Wise at all. He's like a sub, he's some nerd on a submarine. It's really, really bad. Next week,
2: it's Cat's Picks. We're going to be talking about Only Lovers Left Alive and Life After Beth. You'll have to forgive me. I don't have the years uh, right uh, off the top of my head, but I've never seen either. think
3: 2013, 2014.
2: It's it's Valentine's Week.
3: Oh, Wow. (laughs)